You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1358. I was always taught the morning is for finding opportunities and the afternoon is for closing opportunities. You know what I mean? So in this business, that means the morning you're prospecting, you're doing your lead follow-up, you're doing everything you can to get on an appointment Mm -hmm. with a motivated property owner. And then in the afternoon, you're selling them. The afternoon, you're driving for dollars. The afternoon, you're going on the appointments. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am telling you this, if I can do this, so can you. So let's get started. In studio today is a fellow Arizona wholesaler from Yuma, Arizona, Mike Reyes. Mike, say hello to the Rhino Tribe. How you guys doing? I'm excited for this. You come (laughs) in on Fridays to our team meetings, maybe once a month, Mm -hmm. a couple times. I mean, you're two and a half hours away, but we've been talking for a while. You've been doing this for a while. It took took some time to really start building some momentum in your business. And we had a lot of conversations about just stick with it, just keep going, just yeah. massive imperfect action, keep talking to people, and it's going to work, and finally, it eventually, it did. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it did take a little while, but it was all worth it, so. What I love is, tell everybody what you were doing before you discovered wholesaling. So, I was a, I was a truck driver for mm-hmm. about eight years, a little bit of working over the road, uh-huh. mostly locally, yep. you know, here, just in Flagstaff, too, when yep. I lived up there. Just Delivering, running up and down a ramp with a hand truck, you know, busting my ass and breaking my back. So, yeah. yeah that's what Listen, we have some of the most incredible rhinos in the rhino tribe, former and current truck drivers. You know, there's something about being in a behind the wheel, listening to this podcast, yep. listening to the YouTube channel. And then all of a sudden you guys decide it's not just listening to the podcast. Yep. Let's like start actually implementing because yep. that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of the YouTube channel. That's the point of everything that we put out. That's the point of wholesalinginc.com and all the downloads there. Yes, we want to educate. Yes, we want to inspire, but more we want to instruct. You know what I mean? Like go out there and take action and start having those conversations and making offers with property owners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the first 90 days that you were in this business, let's go back. Do you remember what, what was going on in your mind when you were just getting started? Yeah, I was scared, man. What were you scared of? So I was a truck driver. I was living in Flagstaff. You know, I had a house, a nice neighborhood. I loved it out there, but I was just sick and tired of doing what I was doing. Like I, I freaking hated it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was listening to your podcast all the time after somebody had told me about wholesaling and I had to feel comfortable with being able to do this, but I didn't want to do it without having a little bit of security. Mm -hmm. So I decided to sell my house. I moved down to Yuma. I quit my job and I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. 
but I was nervous because I was basically betting everything. I didn't know this, Mike. Yeah. This uh, is incredible. Yeah. So I was betting everything on on being able to do this and yeah. kind of just prove it to myself that I could. So have you ever started any other businesses? I did like multi-level marketing with insurance a while back. Sure. I was never really good at selling. I was good at like recruiting people to get, you know, to come and hire them on and all that stuff. But selling, I just, I wasn't. And uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by selling? What goes through your head when you say selling? See, back then I was really young. Mm -hmm. I was like in my early 20s. Sure. You know, I I went to college for two years and then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take a break. You know, my my mom's always telling me, you know, don't take a break because you're not going back. Right. And I was working just like a dead end job. And somebody came up to me and asked me if I was like interested in a business opportunity. Sure. Right. And so I said, yeah, sure. You know, I had nothing better to do. And then so I went, went to one of their meetings and did that. And, and it was all about selling insurance, life insurance sure. to people. And, you know, I stuck around because I like the atmosphere. But when it came to like really implementing things that they teach you about, you know, selling. I never really took the time to do it. Got it. I just kind of showed up and I was good at like just talking to a person and asking them if, you know, if they love what they're doing or not. And, you know, just inviting people to come over and check out what we're doing. Sure. But when it came to going out on appointments, because I was never taking the time to get better at my craft, I just, I couldn't sell anything. Well, listen, it's a process. Yeah. I mean, selling is a process. And once it's learned, you have a tremendous more uh, amount of confidence Mm -hmm. to go forward and have uh, initiate a lot more conversations. But it is a process that needs to be learned. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, in in what we do, especially. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can have uh, as many leads as you want, but if you can't convert them and close them to a signed agreement, you're yeah. just going to be kind of spinning your wheel, staying in one spot, being on a treadmill for a while. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So is it easier talking to property owners than it was doing that business? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes not. You I know, love it, it. It depends on the person. Right. right. Some people are really easy to talk to, but just like anything, you're always going to run into the dicks out there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, just move on. Yeah. But I think now it's just I'm, I'm older and... I feel like I spent all that time driving as a trucker, not really wanting to do it, but just feeling like I had to do it so I could take care of my family. Sure. And then I got to the point where I was just like, I'm just, I'm so sick of this. I just need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I guess that all that time I spent like hating what I was doing, gave me that drive to come in here and just give it everything I had, you know, yeah. doing this. So. so what advice would you give to somebody that's in your position right now that's, they're at the end. They don't want to do whatever they're doing, whatever job it is that they're doing. Or maybe they just all of a sudden they had a great job, but that the the business went under or they downsized or whatever. They're at that position that you were of going down one of two paths, the path of staying, doing what you're doing or start something completely brand new. What advice would you give people? I don't know. Like for me, I had to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I knew that if this was going to be the only way I was going to do it because I wasn't going to go to work, work 14 hours, then come home and make calls. Right. You know, so I was just like, if I'm going to do this, this is the way I have to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. some people might be able to, you know, work it part time. I just know that if I'm, if I do something, I have to do it all the way. It's like, I can't just part time anything. Yep. I've always been like that. And that's why sometimes I procrastinate because I'm like, I don't really want to do this right now because I know that if I get started, I won't be able to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So that's just, I can't tell anybody what they should do is just figure out what works best for you. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. So what did you do first? What do you mean? To start building momentum in your wholesaling business. Cold calling. I mean, I did what you told me to do. Yeah. You said, get a list. I said, what kind? You were like, look at the course. I looked at the course. I went through all your modules. Uh I grabbed a list. Didn't have a dialer at first. I just started hand dialing. I remember. Got tired of that really quick. I said, screw this. I'm getting my dialer. Got the dialer and just, just started it. You know, scared every single time somebody answered the phone. But, you know, over time. Are you still scared? Every once in a while, you know, you get that. It's like my mind is like playing tricks on me, you know, and I'm, but for the most part, I'm just like, no, sometimes I'll just be, I don't know, doing something else. I'll look up, be looking up a house or whatever, and I'm just talking to somebody or, but I try to focus on just doing what I'm doing. But, you know, sometimes when you've been on the dollar for five hours, six hours, you just kind of, your mind starts to drift a little bit. But no, not not really. But every once in a while, you know, it does. It does. How many how many property owners do you think you've spoken to, personally? I don't know. I, I can tell you a thousand. Oh, way more than that. Two thousand. It's got to be five thousand, probably. Right, if not more. So, and the first the first hundred, it's like terrifying. Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> am I going to screw this up? Am I going to offend somebody? Can I deal with this rejection? Yeah, but you had big goals. I mean, this was do or die. Yep. Exactly. And I think you, when we first talked, I think it was like first few times, you kind of had me figured out already. And it was kind of mm-hmm. weird when you said it to me, you were like, I feel like you're the person who needs to do everything right. And you were like, just do it. Yep. And I was like, all right. I'm just Perfectionism. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the three P's, right? Yeah. You know, the paralysis by analysis, procrastination yeah. and perfectionism. Those attack you. And if you can recognize it, then you can get rid of it. You know what I mean? Usually to get rid of it is just, again, massive and perfect action, just getting out there Mm -hmm. and doing it. And then, you know, fumbling and stumbling and then going, hey, this is what happened. And I remember listening to your calls and I remember like you were texting me all the time. Like, what do I say here? What do I do here? And just little by little, the confidence was building. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, it takes time for, takes longer for some people. I went so long with, I'd go days without speaking to anybody, you know, and then hopping onto the phone and talking to so many people at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, I'm burnt out. Uh-huh. I don't want to do this right now. Well, how'd you build your endurance? Because you just said that you were calling for five or six hours. So I started off doing, you know, I'd call for like half an hour mm-hmm. and I'd take a break. Yep. Come back, do another half hour. You know, sometimes it was like 15 minutes and I was like, all right, I got to get off for a minute. And then just slowly over time, I just, I was able to stay on longer. Sometimes I'd look at the clock and be like, man, I've been on here for two hours already. He's like, you know, and it just, over time, you just build that endurance and you just can just keep going and going and going. And the time just flies by because yep. you're talking to people, you know, and it's just like a, it becomes a habit when you're doing it. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you can attach and understand that the more people you talk to, the more opportunities you're going to find, the more offers you can make, the more income you can make. So everything gets tied back to the more people you talk to, the faster you hit your goals. That's it. Yep. I mean, it's, listen, this business is simple. We're complicated. Yeah. Right. No, it's simple. I mean, it's not easy. Right. But it's simple. Yeah. And it's just like, you just got to get over whatever's holding you back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I had, I have to talk to myself all the time and just like, stop. Stop thinking like that. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this now. And, you know, 
but that's just like what a, like a stuff daily. trying to like stop you from taking action? yeah like you know oh god i don't i don't feel like doing this today yeah and i listen to a lot of like motivational stuff you mm-hmm. know so i was listening to um i think david goggins yeah he was talking about procrastination and he was saying that okay he's like all right so you don't want to do this today so now we're going to work really hard and that's that's the kind of thing that i tell myself you know, I was like, okay, you don't want to do this. So now we're going to call even longer than we said we were going to call. And it's just, it's just to build that discipline, you know, because mm-hmm. it's real easy to just say, all right, you know, I did an hour. I can just get off. And yeah. Like quits. I got a lead today. Let's get off. But it's, you find out that those days when you want to get off and you stay on and then you start finding really good leads. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how that happens because you, then you start thinking about it and you're like, See, this is why, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just saying it. It's just, it's crazy how things work out when you're trying to push for something. So, Well, the 100 contact challenge was always like the scariest day in my schedule. Yeah. Because I would stay on the phone until I talked to 100 new people. And now Stephanie Hunt does it once a month. Yeah, she does. In the Facebook group. And and they, uh, everybody jumps on there and, and really pushes to talk to 100 people in one day. But every time, Mike, every time that I push myself, to get to that hundred context, like the number ninety-seven or ninety-two or eighty-five was like a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like crazy. Yeah. It was like something in the, something about the energy that I was putting into that day just brought these opportunities. It sounds like kind of like you know, kind of woo-woo, but it was the absolute truth. When mm-hmm. I would talk to a hundred people, and that was a hundred contact challenge, and and I had a coach back in the day that was like, you need to do this once a month mm-hmm. if you want to hit your goal. My goal at the time was I want to make four hundred thousand this year, and I was like at two fifty, three hundred, two fifty, two sixty. If you, you got to push it, Kathy Anderson, she was wonderful. And she was like, you need to do this. Boom, blew way past 400,000. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's just pushing yourself when you don't want to do it and just seeing, like, how far can I go? It's almost like exercise, right? It's almost like running or pushing weights or whatever, whatever you do for exercise. When you think that you have a threshold, then you go past it. You're like, oh my gosh, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that you kept pushing it and pushing and pushing and breaking levels. And uh, it took away. How long did it take you to get the first deal? Almost six months. Right. I am telling you, the top wholesalers that I know that have been through this, it takes on average five to six months to get the first deal. And then it starts rolling. Yep. And remember, I'd actually gotten a contract like it was like three months in. The California one? The Oregon one. Oregon. The, that's that, it. The, the land. The yeah. Yeah. You know, and when I got it, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be a deal. Turns out it's not. Right. right? You know, I'm just like, okay. So that, that pissed me off. But, you know, I told you on the phone, I don't know if you remember, but I was yelling because <laughs> I was so mad. And I was like, you know what? This just makes me want to go even harder because I was like, I got one. Mm-hmm. It didn't turn out to be a deal, but yeah. I know I can get one now. Yeah. And, you know, I just kept pushing. Awesome. So Yeah. So what does your day look like? Walk um, me through your daily routine. So now, now that school started, mm-hmm. uh, I get up with the kids mm-hmm. and take them to school and I go to the gym soon as I get out of the gym, come home and just hop on and start calling. What what time does that usually start? Um, it's It's been earlier now because I'm pushing myself to make more calls. So I'm trying to get my workouts in really quick. Just mm-hmm. lift for like an hour and then yeah. go home. I've been starting around 830. Awesome. Yeah. And you call from 830 to what? Till I'm done. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a set time. I always tell myself I'm going to get at least four hours in today. Awesome. And, you know, sometimes you get a little distracted or I 
I have to take take a phone call or whatever because you know, like I'm actually starting to get some leads and dealing with certain things. So, mm-hmm. but no matter what, even if I take that time off, I'll stay on the dialer longer to make sure that I get my time in. So yeah, I was always taught the morning is for finding opportunities and the afternoon is for closing opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in this business, it, that means the morning you're prospecting, you're doing your lead follow-up, you're doing everything you can to get on an appointment mm-hmm. with a motivated property owner. And then in the afternoon, you're selling them. The afternoon, you're driving for dollars. The afternoon, you're going on the appointments. And that always kept my my schedule really clean. And the beautiful thing is if you can commit and time block, which you have, I'm speaking to everybody else, if you can commit and time block and really get your work done in the morning, mm-hmm. you can feel good like mm-hmm. turning it off at night and turning it off on the weekend or turning it off on vacation because you actually worked when you were supposed to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So many people get distracted and creative avoidance creeps in and really slows down the process because yeah. we start thinking and pontificating on how can we do this easier or is there different marketing channels or is there different exit strategies that I have to know all these things yeah. and we just got to keep it simple. Or you beat yourself up. Sure. That you didn't do what you said you were going to do that yep. day. And every day is not great. Mm-hmm. You do have your days where you're not, you know, and then I'll beat myself up, but I hate that freaking feeling. So that's why I really focus on having that discipline of every day. You know, when I say I'm going to work, I'm going to work, you know, and just do that. Cause it does at the end of the day, you feel better. You're like, you know what? I did what I said I was going to do. Yep. And now I can relax for a little bit. Love you know? Well, and listen, you're not always in hustle season. You know what I mean? Hustle is a season. It's not a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so you, as you're building up your business and building up your pipeline and getting that consistency and closing deals on a regular basis, then you start bringing in great talent to start replacing mm-hmm. you from some of these things. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what's really exciting. Building an actual business, not just trading one job for another job. But when you start, you're it. You're self-employed. It's yep. a job. Don't yeah. get shocked that you have to put in the work, but the people that put in the work and build the skills that last forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. No, that's, that's like so true. Cause when I started, I said, you know what, I'm going to give myself three months. Yep. I don't want to do anything in three months. You know, maybe I can go back and uh, I was like, I'll, I'll just keep my license and make sure I can, you know, get a job. And then sure. those three months came and I didn't have anything. And I was like, screw this. You know, I just, I was like, I'm just going to let my license go. Cause I had, you, know, you have to do things to keep your commercial driver's license. Sure. I just said, screw it. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. You know, I told everybody, I told my wife, told my you know family, I said, this is what I'm doing. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not going back I love no it. matter what. I love it. And you know, this is the best thing I could have freaking done. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about your first deal. Let's uh, break it down. Okay. Um, first one was actually just driving for dollars. Okay. Driving for dollars. I you use an app for that or are you just writing it down uh, on batch okay. at first I was just writing down the addresses like I'd write down the street name and mm-hmm. then just put on all the addresses below the street name so what I, I drove by this house it was completely beat up you know garage doors all messed up there's it, it looks like nobody's living there you know everything's just torn to pieces I called and called and called and called that those people and the numbers that I had skip trace and never got a response Finally, like three months, four months later, I just sent him a text mm. and got a response right away. And the guy's text was, you don't want to buy this house. And I said, <laughs> I said that's when that's yeah. when you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, you know, I just sent him a text. I said, why would you say that? He's like, well, 
this and that and this is going on and the house is like the floors are torn up and and all of this is going on and so i said hey do you have a minute to hop on the phone you know and then he finally answered when i called him we talked for a little bit turns out he was in the military he was actually living in tennessee mm. but his dad and his mom lived in town so he's like, I won't be able to meet you, but I can have my parents come and meet you at the house. Went to go take a look at it. I mean, it was worse inside than it was outside. Was it vacant? Yeah, it was vacant except for they had three dogs living in there. What? Yeah. Okay. Inside too. Just, yeah. Just inside. So, you know, the floors were just covered, and, uh-huh. you know, everything you could think of. Yep. Uh, house was completely trashed. It seems like they were using it as storage, you know, just for junk. Yeah. I mean, it was it was beat up. And then Did, after, was this like his house and then he moved to Tennessee and just kept the house? Type yeah. Of situation? Yeah. So he, he had actually bought the house from his parents. Oh. And then he moved to Tennessee because of the military. And then while we were talking, he actually ended up moving to Germany. So when we were in, you know, when we were closing the deal, it kind of took a little bit longer than it should have because of the paperwork and mm-hmm. him having to go to FedEx to overnight stuff to the title company and all of that. But before that, you know, I met with the parents, got along with the parents. I built rapport with them, too. You know, he and I got along, too. And I just straight out asked him, I said, what would you be looking to get for the property? He's like, I just need my parents to make $40,000. I said, okay. I was like, what do you owe on the property? And then he wasn't sure, but he kind of gave me a number. I talked to, I think I talked to you. Mm-hmm. I talked to Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And... Jeremy and you were telling me, well, you, you, you told me, I was like, you need to get him down. I was like, I'm, I'm going to try and get him down as much as possible. You know, and I anchored him low. I anchored him down at like 80,000. Yep. But he's like, no, he, he got offended a little bit, you know, and it, it's, but I, I think the right is the reason for that is because of the way that I said it. I kind of, you know, I wasn't really good at kind of low anchoring, like, you know, like you guys teach us and like Ryan tries to tell us to do it, that you have to do it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. He got a little offended. I said, look, I'm not trying to offend you. All right. I was like, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I basically said, you know, what is like, what's the lowest that you would be willing to take? He's like, I told you. He's like, we owe, I can't remember what the amount was, like 80 something thousand. Mm-hmm. And I need my parents to make 40. Or I think it was like 70. I can't remember. Ended up getting the property under contract for 127. Mm-hmm. And a week later, I had it sold at one fifty five. Yeah. Well, listen. Whenever you text me, I want you getting massive deals. So I'm I, I'm I aggressive with the pricing. No, I know. And the guy wasn't really giving you his price yet, so it was like, well, you got to just throw it out there and like pull the price out of him. Yep. And it did. Yeah. It ended up working out. I mean, yeah, it was it, it was you know forty seven thousand higher than I told you to lock it up at, <laughs> but turned out to be a great deal. Yeah. I mean it, it turned out to be a great deal. So you got it you got it locked up for 127,000. Yeah. And then how would you find the buyer for it? So I started first I started, you know, getting on batch trying to find flipped homes, batch leads. Yeah, batch leads. Yep. Uh trying to find flipped homes, trying to get in contact with the people who sold the home. I had a little bit of trouble with some of them. I couldn't get to like skip trace the LLCs. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't find the right contact information. Yeah. So I started calling real estate agents and said, Hey, I have a, I have a great deal here. Um, do you have any buyers that would be interested in purchasing the property? What do you mean calling agents? Like were they specific agents? Were you just, just calling through a list? What would you doing? Every agent that I could find just started calling from where online. Yeah. just went online. What, where? Huh? On Google. Google. You yeah. just Googled real estate agents yeah. in Yuma. Yep. 
I even called, uh, I called home builders. Uh-huh. I called the, uh, like the guys that do construction. Rep- I, I don't know why I can't. Like developers? Of. Yeah, developer. I uh-huh. called, I just called everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, I ran into a few agents. They're like, yeah, we, we have a ton of investors that we work with. So I went, had a few guys come in and look, look at the property, got some low offers, right? I mean, I was still going to make money. Yeah. But I was trying to push the price as much as I could. Sure. Because I put it out at 160 and first few offers came in around like 130 something, 137, 135. And I say, thanks, you know, uh, I still got some more people. I didn't have any more people coming in, but I was like, I got some more people that need to come check the house out. Yeah. But you were being proactive. I mean, you were going to get more people in that house. Oh, yeah. 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 And so I finally got, I got a buyer and the agent, which they partnered up together, like, you know, they did the work, agent listed the house, they sold it, split the profits. And he came in, looked at the house, and then right then and there, he's like, you know, I could probably do 155. You know, and and even then, I didn't, like, jump at it. You know, I kind of, like, hesitated a little bit. I was like, like and I, I made him sit there. You could see that he got a little nervous. And then I was like, all right, let's do it. And I just said 155. And, you know, they had earnest money in by that afternoon. So awesome. I told him 5K EMD. He's like, yeah, no problem. And yeah, it was so it closes. What does did you get a check or did you get a wire? I got a check. Uh huh. I wanted to, I wanted to hold the check. Yeah, right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, what was that check? How much, how much was that check made out for? Uh, 28,000. 28,000. Come on, Mike, bring this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh man, congratulations. Thank you. How'd that feel? Dude, I didn't believe it until I saw the check. Right. Even then, I was like, I was getting ready to open it, and I was like, there's no way this is going to say 28. Yeah. And I looked at it, I was like, sure does. You know? Yeah. And it was just, it was awesome. Six months of hoping that this is going to happen, yeah. and it finally does, and yeah. you're just like, dude, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, let so, me speak, let me speak to the audience real quick here. Listen, you could go out there and just drive around in your car with a pad of paper and a pen Write down addresses of properties that need significant investment, the rough looking properties in your area. You could take that address and Google it and go to True People Finder or True People Search, one of the two, and you can find out the owner's name and their phone number and call them up right there. Then you've got this opportunity, and then you can just Google real estate agents in your area that work for, with investors, call them up and match that property with those agents and those buyers and boom, you've done this with zero budget, zero. Now, obviously there's great tools. There's great resources. You may, you, you mentioned uh, batch leads. You can get that at rhinolist.com. You can get all those tools, but you don't have to. You can start totally with zero budget, but just start, just go have a quality conversation with a distressed property owner. How do we know it's distressed? Because look at the property. There's something going on there. They don't have the resources to keep up with that property or they just don't want to. And so that's where we step in. We interrupt their day. We introduce ourselves. We bring a lot of heart, a lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of conviction to giving them an offer and solving their problem. You match it up with an investor that wants a deal and you're off and running. Yeah. $28,000 later. Yeah. Actually, you know, what happened too is that that night, um, I actually got a call like at almost 10 o'clock at night Yeah, from another investor. And she's like, you know, you called my dad's company. 
She's like, I'm a real estate agent, but I'm an investor. She's like, she's like, is the house still for sale? I was like, sorry, I I sold it already. And she's like, she's like, I'll pay you more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember <laughs> getting know? that yeah. text from you. Yeah, she's like, I'll pay you more. And I, you know, for a second, it, like, you know, I can make more. And then I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, look, I'm sorry, but yeah. I already sold it, and yeah. I got to keep my word. I was like, you wouldn't want me doing that to you, right? And she was like, no, I know. But it turned out to I made a relationship with that agent too. She actually was a buyer for my next deal. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. And then I actually have both of them bringing me properties sometimes to see if I can wholesale them for them. Awesome. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's going great. Well, and then once you close the first one, it becomes real. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it starts building that momentum. And now you're closing deal and deal and deal. And you and I close the deal. Yeah, well, we not did. you and I, but my company and you. Yep. And uh, Chad, Chad did uh, an extreme amount of work on that one and did yeah, a fanta- did. fantastic job. But well, we partnered on that one. We, it was what? What do we each make on that? Uh, each 1950. 1950. Great deal. And you've got a deal locked up right now that, I mean, it could be that seventy, eighty thousand dollar deal. Yeah, it could be. You know, I don't it's like to forty count. right now. I, know. I don't like Easy, to count what but it I could don't. Be but it's actually fifty right now. Right. But I don't like to count what I don't have. Of course. So yeah, I just get excited. Yeah. I get excited. I know. I get deals. excited too. I get excited but... that that you're you've got this much momentum after six months of like, you know, just putting in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was hard. Yeah. It is totally worth it. How can people reach out to you, Mike? Is there a way that, uh, you know, maybe some, somebody's listening to this, somebody's watching this on the Brent Daniels YouTube channel, and they're, they're going, I like this Mike guy. I want to know him. I'm in Yuma, or I'm a truck driver, or I relate to his story, whatever it is. How can people reach out to you and connect? I don't really do social media. Yeah. I have Facebook. Okay. For the Rhino Tribe. Yep. You know, for the group. And I mean, I guess I, I can. You have an email? You have a. Yeah, yeah. Email is mmhtt0620 at Gmail. Say that again. mmhtt0620 at Gmail. There we go. Send him a message or comment down below in the uh, YouTube channel and I'll send it to Mike and Mike can reach out. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. What no, does your I mean, family like, think? Uh, they, you know, they love it. So, you know, I think part of the thing that helped me too is that my wife told me, because I was like four months in, not, yeah. not doing, you know, nothing's going on. And she's just kind of told me like, I know that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all I needed yeah. right there. And then I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's, let's, let's keep going. What's your so, wife's name? Ashley. Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for keeping Mike uh, going, keeping yeah. him motivated. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That is absolutely incredible. No, but like, really, thank you. Yeah. Because, you know, I I wasn't sure when I, when I joined the Rhino Tribe. Yeah. That you were going to be as helpful as you actually are. Sure. I mean, I guess I was a little surprised, but yeah, like, honestly, like without you telling me like, no, don't waste your time on that. You know, these people are freaking crazy. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. You know, I don't know where I would be. So thank you. Well, thank you. The opportunity to work with you, yeah. see you grow, see you build this business. It's it's just awesome having you here in the state of Arizona and coming up, uh, driving the two and a half hours to come to our meetings and pour into the team and to the people that are joining, the new people coming up. You've been awesome in the group, super supportive. You're squatting up with everybody. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks for being on here, All Mike. Right. Thank you. Awesome. 
And that's it. Absolutely incredible, guys. Reach out, MMHTT0620, the craziest email I've ever heard in my life, at gmail.com. Reach out to Mike. Tell him, uh, you know, tell him whatever. Tell him about your story. Tell him he did a great job. Tell him he's an inspiration. Whatever it is that's in your heart to tell him, do it. The more that you put that out, the more that you receive it. And we all want recognition. We all want support. We all want cheerleaders. So do it and you will receive it as well. That's awesome. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive community, the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally, just as I've had the uh, the honor and uh, pleasure of working with uh, Mike as well. So uh, that's it. That's it for our podcast today. As always, I encourage you to go out there and talk to people. Love you guys. See you soon. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.